Revolution. Welcome to Genomic Revolution. This is Carrington Vickers from the 2019 Hiram College Genetics course hosting this episode on the genome of Chlorium tepera TLS. I will call this C. tepida from here on out. This strain of thermophilic green sulfur bacteria was isolated from acidic high sulfate hot springs on North Island in New Zealand. This organism is part of the chloroacidobe family, which is also called green sulfur bacteria. Green sulfur bacteria uses sulfide ions as electric donors for photosynthesis. They are known to be found in depths up to 145 meters in the Black Sea with low light availability. The genome of C. tapita has been completely sequenced. The chromosome in this organism is approximately 2.15 MB in size. There are a total of 2,337 genes. Of these genes, there are 2,245 protein coding genes and 56 tRNA and RNA genes. This organism can be found growing in dense mats over hot springs as well as other warm muds and bodies of water that contain sufficient hydrogen sulfide. So far, we know C. tepida were found in hot springs in New Zealand. The whole genome is sequenced and contains 2,227 genes, and we learned about green sulfur bacteria. What else is next? I bet you are about the growing conditions are for C. tepidum. It is the only known thermophilic member of its family which means it thrives at relatively high temperatures. It has been recorded to grow optimally at 48 degrees Celsius. This is 118.4 degrees Fahrenheit. If that was us, we would not be able to survive in this type of environment for long periods of time. They grow best in pH levels between 6.0 and 4.5. They describe the bacteria as gram-negative rod shape. It is able to harvest light through special photosynthesis systems known as chlorosomes. These unique features make the studies of chlorova important for understanding the evolution and mechanisms of photosynthesis and energy metabolism. So what makes this organism survive in these environments? Why should we care about this organism? C. tepidum is a valuable model for green sulfur bacteria because it is easily cultivated and naturally transformable. According to Walhall and all, C. tepidum, while under conditions, can be cultivated in about two hours, which makes this faster than any other anoxygenic phototrop. This makes it the ideal tool for research and basic studies of photosynthesis and autotrophy in green bacteria. Unlike Carminium and Thyrothrix, who are two other sulfur-producing bacteria, C. tepidum deposits the elemental sulfur outside the cell, 
When comparing genomes, many of the genes are highly conserved among the photosynthesis species. Their function is not clear, but they are suspected to play an important role in photosynthesis or photobiology. C. tipida has been shown to have strong archaeal species between their metabolic processes. C. tethium contains duplicates of genes involved in biosynthetic pathways for photosynthesis in the metabolism of sulfur and nitrogen, unlike regular photosynthesis that synthesizes food from carbon dioxide and water and generates oxygen as a byproduct, while colobia performs anhydrogenic photosynthesis. This is helpful for humans, unlike how C. tethium does it because we cannot use their byproduct of elemental sulfur. It is important to know that currently C. tethium does not cause any diseases. Mutants have been found and studied BCHK in C. tethium and it lacks BCHLC. This means the mutant grew slower. BCHLC is important because all photo Otropic organisms rely on chlorophyll CHL or bacteria chlorophyll, which is BCHL, based on photosynthesis. BCHLC in C. tethium is a mixture of four homoalus that carry different modifications at the C8 and C12 position and have been demonstrated that these side chains are derived from methylation reactions involving SAM. There's so much to learn from this genome and I hope this sparks your interest in it. To further your knowledge, I know it has for me. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this guest speaker podcast on C. Tethium.